Darren, Kerry, and Sky, East Coast Radio. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola, Thursdays at 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. Hi there, Darren. So good to ju- be with you. Good to be with you. Let's jump straight into it. This, uh, am I misreading right. your email you sent to me? You said that we have to watch out for vishing. I wish you were misreading it, Darren. It's vishing, yes, and that's fraud that takes place um, on the phone. Um, I've spoken about this before, but the complaints are coming in thick and fast, mainly elderly people falling for the scam. So I really just want to use this platform to get people to talk about it and to speak particularly with their elderly relatives and friends so that they are prepared when this happens. So what happens is the banks have upped their anti-fraud measures to the extent that the fraudsters are now um, having to do it, this sort of get the one-time passwords, etc., from the victims themselves. So we've all had a call, I'm quite sure. If we have a credit card, at some point our bank has legitimately phoned us and said, this is an unusual um, uh, spend on your credit card. Is it legitimate? Is it yours? And then you say yes or no, whatever. Mostly it's, oh, yes, that's me. I bought that flat or, you know, whatever, online. But so imagine you're sitting at home or we're sitting here and you get a call and, and the person says, this is so-and-so from your bank's fraud department. It is your mm. bank. They've even in many cases got your whole credit card number, right? Yeah. So now you are thinking, sure, puts the person in a bit of panic and... They say, look, we've picked up these fraudulent transactions that are about to go through. If they're not yours, no, they're not mine. Okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna get a reference number as an SMS. We need you to read it out to us so we can stop them. Of course, what that is, the fraudster wanting to do an online, about, you know, in the middle of doing an online shopping oh, thing with your so that, card, that, and they that, need that a one time password. Oh, okay. Yeah, they call it a reference number, but it's an OTP. And of course, it says there, you know, you're buying so much from this company, but all the person, the person, in a panic because wants to stop it, yeah, right? Reads yeah. out the number and bam, that's how it happens wow. generally. So, um, and of course, you know, the banks are saying, well, they, I don't know if they're doing enough to warn particularly the elderly clients about this, but they say, well, you gave up your numbers. You know, we tell you never to read out your OTPs yeah. or never to give them up to, to to strangers and so whatever. But one bank is, is um, being very they've taken a commercial decision to refund in these cases with the rest it's a case-by-case basis if there's some way in which they they erred um then um they will refund in part when full but many people are just losing out and they're losing you know the forces create benefit themselves as beneficiaries on the account and then they just they can do that as well so people are having um, their accounts cleared out, um, credit cards spent to the max, money's transferred, it's all sorts of things. So, yeah. uh, you know, and payments, purchases made, whatever. Please spread the word. If you get the, the advice is if you get one of those calls, ring off immediately, have your bank's own fraud uh, um, number put into your phone, saved mm. under contacts, and phone immediately. Give them your card number, and 9.9 times out of 10, they'll say, no, there's no fraudulent activity on your account. That was not us. All right. So this, so the details of this are, uh, in detail will be on our website, ecr.co.za. And then I suppose if you are just going to give people a heads up, certainly if people you think might not be listening right now, please let them know. If you your OTP, your one-time password, is for you and your transaction only, you never say it or send it to anyone Ever. Just keep that in mind, and I think we might be able to protect ourselves against vishing. Um, when we come back. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola, Thursdays at 8.40. Wendy Lady. 
Yes, Darren. So help us with this one. We did get some scientific advice from Professor Tullio de Oliveira yesterday, and uh, we're living in a in yes. a in a brave new world. Uh, around about mid March and April, we were told no, no one has to don't have to wear masks. And then it became universal globally. Everyone should wear masks. And then uh, then we then we got the buffs. And you know you can, you can't wear buffs. Now you wear you need to wear triple masks. Then the mask came up with the ventilator gaps in it. And I'm like, I'd, Wendy, level me on this one. Consumer watch. What's okay. the mask story? Well, you know that the um, Department of Trade and Industry and Competition uh, early this month they updated um, the the guidelines for the clothing and textile industry on on masks that they are making, which are intended for use by us, the general public in South yeah. Africa. So we are six months ago. It was kind of a you know there weren't, there weren't that many guidelines. Um, now you know the world has um, pulled their knowledge on this. The scientists have come together with the World Health Organization, etc., mm. etc., et and they basically said that um, you know any old piece of fabric over your mouth and nose won't do. There's a whole separate thing around how it must fit, obviously. And, and we've all seen those aunties with the homemade masks from the, with the fabric that matches their dress kind yeah. of thing. And and it's sort of like really wafty around the nose area. So yeah. not, a lot of nice air can get in, but that means the particles that could be infected yeah. with the coronavirus can also get out. So that's that's there's a whole thing around the fit. But more than that... Um, I, you know, wearing a buff around your neck or bandana and then pulling it up over your nose and mouth when you walk into a shop or even worse, get onto a plane, mm. um, it's just not going to cut it. It just, that is, that is not enough to prevent the particles from escaping. And, and we've, there's those masks with the vents, um, the valves, mm. um, look very sciencey and everything, but, um, no, that defeats the object if the particles can escape there. Yeah. So, so, They've been told that's um, not on. And then I went to the airlines. Well, I went to Flysafe, one of the few still operating domestically, and I mm. said, um, uh, are you going to advise your, your passengers uh, around, you know, no buffs, no, no masks with vents? Yeah. And I was told, well, we take our, our lead from the South African um, Civil Aviation Association. We're waiting to hear from them. So I went there and I was told, actually, Transport Minister Figili Mbalula is sitting with these uh, with new recommendations around masks for air passengers based on those guidelines I've spoken about. Yeah. And they've got their own list. And it says the same, single layer masks and bandanas or buffs not recommended, okay. not enough protection offered, must be a two-layered mask, etc. Etc. Et so, um, I think that's probably likely that that's going to um, be adopted. Um, we wait and see. It's a, it remains in recommendation phase now, um, Darren. So, uh, you know, you could get onto a plane, I assume, with with your buff around your neck and just mm -hmm. pull it up um, at the appropriate moment, as many people do. But when you think about it, I mean, that's I think that's where we are most at risk if you fly and if you've flown since yeah. since no. the, the you know in this time. But you sit cheek by jowl, like literally, obviously, the same as always, full, full, full flights because mm. they're in high demand. Um, and that's when you really, really want the person's mask next to you to be um, effective. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really want the bandana. Um, apparently, I think we need I to remember ask, that um, bit as well, is that the mask is not to protect you. All these masks that you wear are to protect other people. And the good mask is the one that reduces what's called a cough cloud. So the particles don't get to spread. And you've just got a buff. You're just, uh, you're just throwing out the cough cloud there. And it upsets me because I have an impressive buff 
collection. I must tell you, it hurts me now that I can't wear them. <laughs> well, you could wear them, just not in the way that you can put them on your it's head. Not, <laughs> just not the way, just not when I go out. I can wear them alone at home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So just to update, I did ask Kirby Gordon, who's um, uh, Plus Affairs, um spokesman um, and I asked him how um, mask compliance is going he said mm. it's been a bit of an up and down thing yeah. um, mostly good but he said the crew, ha- we have had some some bad cases, difficult passengers he mm. said they are offloaded when either offloaded when we're still on the ground or isolated on board and then met by the police on arrival mm. if the incident occurs during flight, of course we'd rather avoid these interactions but safety will always remain our primary concern and in this age of the pandemic hmm. correct mask wearing is as much a matter of safety as wearing your seatbelt is so they're yeah. not going to be backing down and um yeah we, we wait to see whether there's a crackdown now on on the vented masks and the buffs on board all right so um certainly within flights when you're in such a close proximity and you have no chance of an escape so to, so to speak so uh, wendy will have these uh, updates on our website just look for consumer watch if you want to get a hold of wendy directly you can do so on her facebook it's wendy nola consumer and there's an email option there. Thank you. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola, Thursdays at 8.40.